0: Mercer Island High School has a rich history in athletics, winning a countless number of state championships.
1: The Mercer Island Islanders, boys come away with the hardware.
0: From before the turn of the century.
1: They'll try a desperation three, and there it is. Off the mark, Mercer Island
0: has won the state championship. To as recently as 2019.
1: It is all Mercer Island. They win the 3A state championship 14 to
0: 6. But a certain part of high school athletics is overlooked, the athletes themselves. The players that make the game-winning plays also walk the halls of Mercer Island High School like every other student. Some of the most talented athletes from the Islanders have been recognized as Hall of Famers. However, other than a plaque outside the high school gym, these special athletes are practically a mystery to the Mercer Island community, even with the impact they made to the high school. My job throughout this podcast series is to shine a light on the lives behind Mercer Island High School's greatest athletes of all time. Welcome to the MIHS Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Gabe Gottesman
2: and welcome in to another episode of the MIHS Hall of Fame podcast. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy during this unusual time in the world. One thing that can help unite us all is sports through meeting your friends on Fridays in high school to watch your team, all the way up to watching the best players in the world go at it on a professional stage. I am so lucky that I was able to speak to someone that has done both at a very high level. Steve Hawes was an incredibly accomplished basketball player at Mercer Island High School, averaging more than 28 points a game as a senior, which is unheard of in high school. After graduating, he played at the University of Washington and was so good that he was voted on the All-Century team for the school. Steve also had a great professional career that lasted 10 seasons. He averaged over eight points and six rebounds and played over 100 games on the Sonics to close out his career. Earlier, he played the majority of his career in Atlanta and also played in Portland and Houston. Steve is also a great human being, which I quickly learned when I was talking to him. He asked me how I was doing during the pandemic and how I'm handling school, even though it was the first time we had ever spoken to one another. Haas was recently a recipient of the Mercer Allen Pathfinder Award. Which is presented to graduates of Mercer Island High School whose achievements, strength, and character and citizenship inspire and challenge today's youth to make significant contributions to humankind. Tell me what being honored for this award means to him.
1: Well, it means a lot. Um, I grew up on Mercer Island, and you know, from, was uh, from from the beginning. Uh, you know, as you grow up, you see a lot of people that are that are your people you admire and mentors and. Things like that. And, you know, this is obviously down the road quite a ways from, from those days, but it just means a lot to be recognized. And, and to me, I received other awards, um, basketball related awards, awards, excuse me, but this it encompasses more than that. And that means a lot to me to be recognized like that by basically the people in the community that I grew up.
2: Steve isn't the only one in his family that plays basketball. His nephew Spencer was drafted into the NBA in 2007. So obviously basketball means a lot to the Haas family. I asked Steve how he fell in love with the game from a young age growing up on Mercer Island.
1: We played all sports growing up. We played sandlot football. I didn't play uh, football on the football team. We played baseball and played basketball. But for my family, I have two brothers I'm the middle middle brother sports were always huge we had a neighborhood where there were lots of kids our age a range of five years probably from youngest to oldest and so we competed a lot in all sports together as a group I think in our family we just sort of gravitated more toward basketball developed a love for it. we had a little there was a actually a full court next door one of the neighbors and we had a hoop on the garage pretty typical stuff and spent a lot of time out there um just playing ball against each other and going head-to-head and playing horse and that kind of thing. So it was, you know, I guess to the, to that extent, it was in, ingrained in us. And uh, I really had a passion for it. I, I spent a lot of time really on my own, besides the, the team stuff that we did, just working on my game. I didn't I never felt like it was working on my game. It was just, you know, playing and, and trying to get better. But, you know, I think the thing that really sparked me was in terms of my desire to play to play professionally was when the Sonics came to Seattle in 67. Right. And I was a, a junior at that time. And a friend of mine had, a friend of mine's dad had season tickets. So I was able to go out with my buddy to a lot of a lot of the games. And, um, you know, it was just like a hook. It just got me, I just, that's just what I wanted to do. You know, and that, that wasn't to say I was abandoning everything else, but I knew in my heart that, that that was my passion.
2: So after playing with his brothers as a kid, Steve found his way to the MIHS basketball team. And if you love Mercer Island basketball, you'll definitely recognize the name Ed Pebble. Coach Pebble was the legendary coach of Steve Haas during his high school career. And I asked Steve what made Coach Pebble so special to him as a mentor.
1: He was the first coach I had that was very organized. I had a plan. You know, the thing that probably stuck out more than anything to me in retrospect was uh, is his attention to detail that everything everything we do there's a talk about on the basketball court, and of course that extends to the rest of life too. But uh, everything is done for a reason, and there's there's one way to do it right, and there are lots of ways to do it not so well or not so right. So you know that stuck with me, and you know he was passionate about still is passionate about the game, and a, a great teacher had fun. You know, and he you know he was a disciplinarian, but. A very real a real person Uh, it wasn't nothing was forced by him and he had a good sense of humor he loved uh, I just always remember remember his chuckle or his laugh when something happened that that tickled him so yeah he was a real inspiration and a mentor to me and and has been a great friend uh, all these years
2: under pebble Haas went on to have a great high school career but he was ready to move on to the next level after he graduated division 1 college hoops Steve mentions in a Seattle Times article that he was ready to commit to Duke University He gave a call to the coach's office, but the coach wasn't there, so he decided that he would call back later. Then, he got a call from Washington coach Tex Winter, and eventually decided to go to the U-Dub instead. He thinks that decision turned out just fine. You
1: know, Duke's obviously a good program now, and it was a really good program at that time, but it is, like you say, it's across the country, and you know, I was really, really close to going there. If they'd answered the phone when I called, if the coach had been there, I'd, I'd have been going to do because in those days you know when you made a commitment it just you know that was it you didn't back out, you didn't change your mind it was done. So you know stroke of stroke of fate, I guess, stroke of luck and I think my life would be a lot different now. I mean there's nothing like uh, I didn't realize it at the time because when you're 18 years old you don't necessarily see see the big picture but being able to play here um, at the UW and, and, and be a part of the community and part of the university has just, you know, been huge and, um, you know, I'm sure things would have worked out well if had I gone to Duke, but, um, boy, it's, I've been really, really fortunate
2: with, you know, the, the turn of events and the way things worked out. Things turned out great, in fact. His numbers are crazy. Haas averaged over 20 points in all three seasons he played on the varsity team as a Husky. He also averaged 12.9 rebounds per game during his career, and averaged nearly 15 in one season, which is the most in Washington history. Steve had a wonderful college career and became a respected NBA veteran when it was all said and done. One thing that I love is that he was in Seattle for at least a part of all three phases in his career. Steve told me what the city of Seattle means to him.
1: Well, I mean, this is what Seattle means is it's my community. Uh, I feel like at home here, it's not my community. It's the community that I, that I love. And I was fortunate. I came back for a year and a half with the Sonics at the tail end of my career in the NBA, which was, you know, you can imagine kind of a dream come true. And really, I, I honestly couldn't believe it for a while that it, that it happened that way. But of course you get thrown right, thrown right into it. And there you are. And it was a great, uh, you know, a great year and a half playing with the Sonics and, um, you know, I was, again, you know, I was lucky that it worked out that way. And, you know, it couldn't, couldn't have worked out better
2: for me, actually. It's not every day that you get to talk to a former NBA player, so I was curious on what it takes to make it to the NBA. It turns out it's a lot of hard work. And Steve told me what his motivation was to keep on getting better.
1: My mindset was always there's somebody out there who's about my size, 6'9 and 215, 220, 225, whatever I was, that's going to try to take my job, you know, and, that, and there always was. And so, you know, you just had to use that as I use that as my motivation. I wasn't going to let anybody come in and bump me out of the league.
2: Steve's basketball talent took him outside the United States as well. Before and after his NBA career, Hawes played in Italy and I asked him what the hardest and easiest thing was about playing abroad.
1: When I went to Italy, I was right out right out of college. The Italian the European style, it was still different but it was quite a bit different than 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 the US ball basketball in the US and during that time, I was there two years in Venice, Italy. I developed an outside game, you know, facing the basket. I would primarily been a post player in high school and college. So I was able to develop an outside game. The other thing was, you know, that was really, really a an eye-opener is you go from playing guys that are your age group, you know, 18 to 22 or 23, and you're playing against... You know, what I would call grizzled veterans that are 30 and 32. And I'll never forget the first first exhibition game I played there. We've been, I've been over there for maybe a week and we went over to Yugoslavia and played a team in Ljubljana. And it was a team of guys. I mean, I, the way I remember it is they were all like 6'10, five o'clock shadows to the max, you know, broad shoulders, veteran, you know, guys. They're wily. They grab you. They trip you. They'd shove you, you know, whatever it took. And, you know, it's like, whoa, this is a different world over here. But that was a real eye-opener. And that's that's kind of the, uh, you know, the Italian, for me it was, I was able to develop my game, but also there's a certain element of caginess, I guess, in the game over there that I really um, was new to me and I really appreciated it. It was, it was, it made it, you know, there's, it was fun it was challenging and you know uh, my wife my future wife at that point came over and we had you had two great years in venice it was like a two-year honeymoon
2: yeah
1: um and uh and then came back so yeah it was great great experience i really felt like it got me ready for the nba and in some ways that i certainly wouldn't have been ready for had i had i just come into the league at 22 you know right out of college so it was a it was a great great experience in in a lot of ways
2: Steve played against plenty of great players during his NBA career. He played against legends like Kareem and Dr. J. The question I had been waiting to ask him had finally arrived. Who was the best? The one who gave him the most trouble on the court. And surprisingly to me, it didn't take him very long to come up with an answer.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, that would be Artis Gilmore. Uh, he, he came from the ABA uh, into the NBA And, uh, I can't even tell, well, I can't tell you why he was extremely strong. I mean, uh, seven, one, I think, and, you know, really, really kind, a nice guy, but he was so strong. I had a heck of a time with him and it was just a matchup that that didn't match up well for me at all. (laughs) You know, it's not that I was greatly successful against Pareem or, you know, Bob Lanier or Robert Parrish or those guys, but I had success against them and I felt like, you know, I was in the game with them, and and it was just like with artists. I would, I felt like a you know the five year old brother of an eight year old <laughs> is hol- holding the ball over your head, telling you to jump up and get it. You know. So anyway, that that's kind of weird, but that's you know, artist was probably the guy that I had the most difficulty with. And like I say, he was a great guy, and, and uh, you know, a, a, really a gentle guy. But man, on the basketball court, it wasn't like he was mean or anything. It's just that I couldn't I couldn't handle his physicality.
2: After his playing days were over. Steve decided to coach high school basketball, and he still does to this day. As an incredibly successful player, I asked him what the one piece of advice he gives to his players is that goes beyond the X's and O's of the game.
1: Have fun with it. Enjoy it. And that, you know, that doesn't mean don't work hard. That doesn't mean, you know, take it seriously, but... You know, you guys, you know guys that have a passion for the game, and and guys that don't. And if you have the passion for it, you're going to love playing. I I used to, you know, it sounds crazy, but I used to just love practices. And you know, even even in the NBA, they're it's hard. It's a long haul. And um, you know, I played for a coach, Huey Brown, a really really great coach, extremely demanding. You know, we had two days for a couple weeks, and in in Atlanta, and it was it was you know 85 degrees out and 99 percent humidity, and it was. Miserable in a way, but I just love the practice because they were, you know, you, you got to play ball against the highest, highest level of, of players in the in the world. And um, so, you know, just enjoy it and yeah, work hard, do the right things, but, but ma- remember, it's it's a game. <laughs> you know, it's a game and it's, it's got to be fun and able to be in order, in order to be successful at it.
2: Steve Haas had a fantastic basketball career and he had fun doing it, too but he's more inspiring for what he has given back to his community. My motivation for making this podcast series is to highlight the incredible athletes that represent Mercer Island so well. And Steve is a perfect example. If you had never heard of Steve before today, I'm glad that I was able to share the life of an inspiring and successful athlete. I wanna thank Steve for taking the time to talk with me and congratulate him on being a recipient of the Mercer Island Pathfinder Award. I also wanna thank you so much for listening to the MIHS Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Gabe Gottesman, and I will see you next time.